So, let's start with a prayer. Ah, so grateful and thankful to join together in the love, in the peace, in the joy, in the freedom that is our true nature, our true identity. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to consciously attune with the higher Holy Spirit self. So grateful to come together for the purpose of healing, expansion, clarity, freedom, joy, the all good of God shining in our heart and in our mind. We're letting go of the blocks to love. We're stepping into our awakening with a greater awareness of just how much we are loved and beloved by the whole universe. So grateful and so thankful to consciously say yes to our healing and to support each other in this beautiful path of love. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm. Yeah. So... Uh, we have one more class this year, and it's going to be an all-MLC class on Saturday, the last Saturday of the year, at the normal year one class time. And so, uh, yes, that's the truth of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be lovely to be all-MLC together. I'm going to do a little housekeeping here and uh, did you want to share something Carla? Uh, well, I just was you had said that the normal MC class time and I think you mean at the community call time. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's, that's all. No, not important. And I, I just there's no normal community call that day so You've been doing a really good job of letting everybody know, right? I mean, I know you have. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is the question? There's normally not in the community call that day. That's the day that there's no community call normally. Really? Right. It's supposed to be this weekend. Okay. Yeah, no, it's good. There is no community call on that 30th. We are having a class at that time. Okay, I just want to, all right, thank you. And it's going to be at the time that the community call is normally held, if there were a community call. Is that clear? So it's 11 a.m. Eastern, okay. uh, 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, and uh, what would that be? That would be four o'clock UK time, five o'clock for France and Germany. Thanks for that clarification there, um, Carla. So you'll have a community call here next week, if you wish. And uh, for those who wish to participate, I encourage you to come. Yeah. Uh, all right. Does somebody else want to share? Um, Jennifer, can I just ask a question? Is is yeah. that last class on the Saturday, the 29th, or the 30th, the Sunday? Sorry, it's Saturday, the 29th. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, email verification will be going out. Um, yeah, so, um, and also another little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, we've sent out an email to everyone. Those who have registered for next year in your um, registration email, you would have had a link to let us know to take the survey for class time next year. It'll be on Thursday, but we'll do the survey to uh, determine the class time. And so it seems like a bunch of people have missed that survey, didn't, didn't see it in the email. And uh, 
So it's been sent out again. So if you've already taken that survey, no need to take it again. You can, but it, it won't make any, it just makes extra work for us to delete your second choice. But um, if you haven't taken that survey and you wish to, to contribute your um, preferences, please do that immediately. Thank you very much. Yeah, and for those who are interested in participating in the Mastery Circle facilitation next year, if Linda doesn't know about it, let her know right away. And if you're on the fence about it, please consider doing it because it just is so beneficial to not just the group, but of course to your own shifting awareness. So I encourage you and um, uh, I don't know if we have room for any more champions, but perhaps. So, um, do you want to say, would you like to say anything about that, Linda? Um, just, yes, we do have room for more champions. I think we have four champions. And um, thank you to everyone who has already responded that um, they are willing to be a mastery circle facilitator for next year. Also, I did put the um, link to our class time survey in our Facebook group as well. Mm, great. So. Yeah, perfect. Um, let's see. Linda, I'm going to take a screenshot of your face because your, I don't know why, but your. Um, yeah, you're just really fuzzy and unclear. Is everybody else seeing that too, or is it just me? Um, yeah, just gonna see if you can clean off your lens or something, I don't know. Um, but it seems worth doing if you're gonna do community call or anything like that, counseling session exploratory call or something yeah um anybody have any other uh kind of questions like this that you'd like to share before we go into the class time today all right great well one thing that i was guided for us to look at since many of us are continuing on that uh, can we have the healing that we desire if we do not believe it's possible can we have the healing that we desire if we do not believe it's possible and how does that work just contemplate it for a moment. What does anybody think about that? Rand. I think you're going to have to unmute yourself, my friend. There I am. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I think doubt is a poison. Mm. And that's all I have to say. I'll, I'll let the next person jump in on that one. Doubt is a poison. All right. Anybody else like to share? Carla? I think, not thinking, but I, my experience is the block is thinking it can't happen. So, I think I feel, I don't know, uh, I know my experience when I, I, I said something, I didn't believe it, and it happened. But the, I felt the key was I didn't block it with my, the doubt, like Rand says, that believing it can't and projecting all those thoughts, putting all those beliefs on it. So I didn't believe it. I don't think you I don't I think it may take longer I don't know if time has anything to do with it but 
I think it happens whether you believe it or not, but the thinking that can't blocks it. So I'm trying to convince Yeah, and Rand and then Rich. Just uh, saying along Carla's line, yes, doubt is an incredible blockage. But if you choose to go all in, I don't think there's room for doubt in your process, just like you've taught us and what you've shared in your process of life. Benefit. You either go all in or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. That's and you know what else occurs to me too, Rand, is um, this place I'm staying right now, it has a little bit of ants, tiny little ants. Um, it's not an infestation, but I see a little ant here and there. And so in the removal of doubt, in placing our full faith in God, you know, it's like a little ant might appear, right? Some thought, and then you go, yeah, I don't need that. I'm, I'm not interested in that. It's, it's getting in that gap. It's not that the thoughts won't arise, but it's that they have no place where there's fertile ground. There's nothing for, for it to eat there, you know? The ant is here, but there's nothing for it to eat. So it, it just moves on its way. Yeah, thank you. Rick. That one myself. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, my friend. Thank you. Thank yes, you. We all are. That's why we're all in such good company. Rich? In this version of Zoom, I have such a hard time unmuting people, but there, it worked. <clears throat> so, um, generally, I would agree with what's being said in terms of the doubt and your own blockage. However, for the point of discussion, uh, what came to my mind was people that we have, Karen has, I have worked with in the invisible, and I don't know that they had any uh, belief that things could change, but somehow it seems like prayers and shifting energy in the invisible has, has invited or somehow facilitated a change in them. So, I mean, that's just an interesting point of discussion, I think. Yes, exactly. So there's that. Anybody else like to add anything to that? So how does that work? Let's, let's, it's, it's, I think it's valuable for us to look at these things really closely because we're all convinced and clear that working at the level of the mind is more expeditious, more helpful to us than trying to work in the world of form. And we go back and forth, you know, we go back and forth because let's face it, if we would like to feel um, nourished, physically nourished and have a full stomach, we're gonna to have to do something in the world of form, right? Uh, we could work at the level of the mind, but if we worked at the level of the mind to release all hunger sensations and to feel fed, you know, probably after some time we would collapse from lack of water or something like that. It's, I'm sure that there, I know that there are yogis that, uh, if you, if you, especially if you've ever read yoga, uh, Yogananda's book, Parmanasa Yogananda's autobiography of a yogi, uh, yogis that um, have literally been buried in tombs underground for weeks and they put themselves into suspended animation and all of that. We're, we're not doing that. That's next year's curriculum. So <laughs> suspended animation <laughs> 101. <laughs> But so we've all prayed for people, or many of us have, where we've seen them have miraculous results. We've changed our minds about them, and oops, they seem to have changed their minds about themselves, right? So, um, and we, we've all worked on some level recognizing that the hardest thing in the world literally is to change our mind when we don't want to, 
It's very hard. You know, we just get so attached to our perspective, to our point of view, to our judgments, to the blame, to the resentment, to the regret, to the hurt, and all these things. And um, But when we're willing to let it go, it's so easy, and the miraculous healing is so easy. So this, this is something we're constantly playing with. Now, I'm going to add into the mix here, at the beginning of the year in Masterful Living, generally, what we see is the majority of people who are willing to be truthful will tell you, or they'll tell me, that they don't believe that they're going to get good results. They don't believe it. They do not believe it's possible for them. They believe that they are especially dysfunctional and that it might work for other people. And it certainly could work for people. No, wouldn't wish to discourage anyone, but it's highly unlikely that it would work for me because nothing ever does. You know, a lot of people come into Masterful Living with that mindset. And one of the, the greatest things in my world is I get to have a conversation with that same person at the end of the year and they tell me, oh my God, this was the most miraculous year of my life. This is the most joyful year of my life. I can't believe all the things that happened. And they start telling me the things that have happened in their life. And then they, they're like, oh my God. And I just realized... I used to have all that pain in my shoulder and, and that's gone now. I, wh what? I, I didn't even think of that miracle. And it's not true for everybody, but it's true for a lot of people. And I say to them at the beginning of the year, did you have any idea that you could have these results? And they're like, oh, absolutely not. Definitely did not think any of this could happen for me. So, is belief necessary? Is it? Now, here's the other thing. If you have willingness, do you have some belief? If you don't believe it's possible, but you have willingness, do you actually have some belief? You see what I'm saying? Like, would you be willing to walk two miles in the snow to the store to get some free clothes because you heard somebody said they were giving away free clothes and the store is normally closed by 6 p.m., but you're going to walk over there anyway in the snow two miles at the hope that they would have free clothes after their normal closing hour. Would you do that? If you didn't have some belief that you could find what you wanted when you got there. Does it make sense what I'm saying? I see people are crinkling their brows. Like it's, it's like, would you put yourself through an ordeal, right? Because masterful living is confrontive, right? On some level, especially in the first six months for a lot of people, it's an ordeal, right? They're participating in mastery circles and they feel like other people in the mastery circle get it, but they don't get it. They feel like other people in the mastery circle are, are idiots and they have to deal with them or whatever it is that they're going through. They're thinking, I'm a terrible prayer. You know, my, I, I don't want to even pray with my prayer partner because I'm so embarrassed that my prayers are so poor, right? They're, they've got all this stuff that they're dealing with. And uh, they're overwhelmed by recognizing how intensely judgmental they are. Just like, oh my God. My, I, I thought, you know, maybe I have termites. But now I realize the termites are eating every part of my mind. There's no part of my mind that is not infested with termites laying eggs 
oh my God, you know, it's kind of like that for a lot of people. They have this realization, you know, and they don't even want to talk about it in class a lot of time because it's so intense for them. Does anybody remember feeling any of this? You know, and feeling like, oh my God, these people are more spiritual than me. Ay, 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 right? So all of that, but yet they're coming back and they're coming back. So they're demonstrating their willingness. Don't you have to have some belief, even if you're not consciously aware, and even if you think it's not going to work for me, would you have any willingness at all if you really believed 100% it couldn't work for you? Like, would you go to the store in the middle of the night to get something if you knew it would be closed? Would you travel in inclement weather to get something from the store if you knew, like you called and called and there was no answer and Google says it's closed and their advertisement says it's closed, would you still get dressed in the middle of the night in the pouring rain and go down there to get what you wanted? You would not. Because you would say, no, it's not possible. Got these squirrels running around out here. And that's the thing. So they're convinced it's not going to work for them. But their willingness is a demonstration that they don't fully believe that. That there is something within them that says, maybe it could work for me. I'd like it to work for me. I'm willing to see if it could work for me. And some people tell me this. I was writing about this this morning. Some people tell me this, that I just couldn't do nothing anymore. That's why I did Masterful Living. Because I, I say to them, I, I'd like them to have clarity in their own mind. Well, why would you enroll in Masterful Living if you were completely convinced it could never work for you? And they say, I just couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do nothing anymore. I had to do something. So that to me, that demonstration of willingness is a demonstration of belief. So I'm saying this because let's look at where we are still on some level. We have a belief. We still have a belief. It can't work for us. That this is a bar too high. Do you know what I mean? Awakening is a bar too high. What is the bar too high? Right? What is that? What is the thing that just seems unattainable for me, for you? What is that? You know, because oftentimes it lurks just beyond where our attention is. Right? So if, if I think, sorry, I'm just not sure who's... Uh, if I think that it's impossible for me to uh, do a cartwheel, I've never done a cartwheel. It's never been possible for me to do a cartwheel. Uh, am I going to think about, well, you know, I'd like to be able to do a cartwheel. I'm not going to be, I'm going to put that, like, why would I be thinking about, I'd like to do something that I'm convinced I can't do? So that's the thing is, there are many things that we can do in our spiritual attainment that we're just not thinking it's possible. We're not willing to hold it right in front of us as a goal, as an intention. And going into this next year, what I'd really like for us all to hold is that we are waking up. We are truly awakening from the dream, in the dream. And we are truly attaining this fifth dimensional consciousness of the awakened mind. That we're holding this, and as new people come in from year three, that we're going to strengthen and hold this together. And that, yeah, if there's a situation like Rand's got a situation, and, and you know, everybody, every one of us here has a situation, right? We've got something that is that thing that spirit has provided us to work with our mind, right? There's nobody in the world that doesn't have something. 
the Dalai Lama's got something, Venerable's got something, I've got something, you've got something. That's how this world works. We've got something that we're working at the level of the mind. So why, let's do this in 2019. Let's put our ascension front and center. Somebody asked me yesterday, why is it called Ascension Pathway? Are we working on Ascension? And I, I know that we are. I know it. I feel it. I see it. We are doing it. We are doing it. So let's really consciously together put it front and center. So let's examine here in terms of Ascension, Awakening, Attaining Enlightenment, whatever you'd like to call it. Where is your belief about it? Is there something more important? Where is your belief about it? Is there something more important? And if there's something more important, that's okay. That's okay. Let's, let's look at the thing that we would like to have, to experience, to know to receive, and do we have beliefs that we cannot attain it? So this is the breakout discussion. Do you believe that you can awaken in this lifetime? What stands in the way of it? Do you feel like something does stand in the way of it? And, yep, Rich. Um, this is a housekeeping. I should have said this at the beginning. I've double scheduled myself today, so I have to slip out at about 10 till. So I just want to say that now. So if I disappear, people will know. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Oh, and look, magically, we have a new Carruthers on board. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is the epitome of we are one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's beautiful. So did you jump in and get to be part of the breakout? Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching and I noticed that it uh, that you didn't you know, there was no drop-off, so I wondered what was happening. All right. So, any ahas, any insights, breakthroughs, breakdowns? What do you know now that you didn't know before? Linda. Okay, so there was so much. Okay, first of all, I just, I realize that I still have this um, slight belief from my Catholic upbringing that I cannot uh, get to ascension or enlightenment until this body is dead and gone. Mm. So there was that. And then there was the reminder from uh, Elena of you know, the thought that we have to be perfect before that can happen as well. And then um, all kinds of realizations and thoughts that came up where that was just not true. And then Karen ended us, us with, we're already ascended. So we're there we've just forgotten. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot. It was a great journey. <laughs> That's wonderful. That is wonderful. We can really celebrate that. Yes, yes, yes. So let's see what else. Lars, did you want to share? 
I just would like to share a very important insight for me. When I started Masterful Living, I thought that my goals would be too huge. I once wrote about being a messenger of love and light and things like that. And I found out we are messengers of love and light. We are all messengers of love and light. It was my perception of it. Masterful Living, one, I thought it meant live or touring through the world, being a politician and doing things like that. But now I know that it's really discovering where my place in this world is, where I am and what's important, what's the spirit for me, uh, what's the purpose of spirit for me. This is really important to discover that. And this is really the truth. So I found out that I've achieved every goal I have made. It's really interesting for me to really uh, become aware of this. That we are already, as Kevin has said, we are already there. There are only some blocks in specific situations. I mean, we've talked in our group about concepts, about be, not being normal when we are ascended and things like that that are coming up again and again. But I mean, this is a wonderful realization for me that we are all already ascended, but we are still struggling with our old concepts and beliefs that are coming up from time to time. But it's wonderful to know. Yes. And, and Lars, th this is such a great awareness. And um, what one thing I can share with you is, and you've probably heard me say this many times, I used to wonder, say back in the late 90s, in the early 2000s, how will I ever be able to be a successful minister? And as the years went by, I kept thinking, how am I ever going to be able to earn a living with this? How am I ever going to be able to attain to all of this? But I didn't stop praying. So like around, I don't know, maybe 95, 96, 97, I started to really pray every day that, uh, well, definitely praying every day, my life is the life of God. My heart is the heart of God. My mind is the mind of God. My hand is the hand of God in this world. And that um, uh, I, my, the Christ is in my mind. The Christ is already here. The Christ has already come. And I would also pray that this was the prayer that my higher self gave me to pray. I, pray, I would pray that my life would inspire other people to take loving action in their lives, to get up out of their lazy boy, walk across the room, turn off the television, and go out and start loving people. That was my prayer, including the lazy boy and the television. And I just prayed it and prayed it and prayed it for years. And, you know, the closer I got to when things really started to open up for me, kind of the more I felt overwhelmed by trying to figure out how to do it. Like how... Like I'm trying to learn about marketing and emails and websites and it was just, oh my God, it's so much and it doesn't have anything to do with God and I don't like it. Oh my God, it's so much, it's so much. How am I ever going to do all these things? And I was taking all these classes and workshops and things about marketing and trying to get in on every free class and glean whatever I could from the free classes because I... I couldn't afford to spend money on any of these things. I was have, having a challenge just paying my bills. And then 2008 came and people who used to have money for a little bit of counseling, now they're like, I don't have any money for counseling. And um, do you take insurance? Do you take insurance? I don't take insurance, you know? So all of this was happening. And in the midst of it, while I was in ministerial school, I, maybe 2005 or something like that, somewhere in there, um, 
I, we had a year on the Bible. So we had like six months on the Old Testament, six months on the New Testament, something like that. And I, I got a Bible with Jesus's words in red. You know, you can get them for like $10. And, oh. and so I, I, I love to sit with that Jesus words in red Bible. And I would look in there and I saw one day, if I be lifted up, I draw all unto me. Those words of Jesus. And it just, it knocked me back. It's like, that's my marketing plan. That's it right there. That's my new marketing plan. And that's what helped me decide to just go all in. Like, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to do what Jesus said. And I'm just going to do that. And I still did a lot of other things. But that became the main thing. And then I started studying A Course in Miracles. And there in the manual for teachers, it says your students have already been assigned to you. So I just said, I'm taking you at your word, Jesus, on these things. If I be lifted up, people will be drawn to me. My students have been assigned to me. I'm going to stop thinking I have to make it happen anymore. So it's the, the willingness to allow it to happen is such a powerful step away from the ego. The allowing, allowing, allowing. This is why in our prayers, we talk about letting it be, allowing it to be. Um, because without that, we're trying to make it happen, which means that we doubt that it can happen unless we're in there making it happen. So this is the thing is, your willingness has allowed it to occur. And of course, you know, you've worked very diligently. And still, we don't have to labor. We can allow. We have to allow ourselves to, to shift and to change. And that's, that's the challenging part is to be willing to love. To be willing to love when you really feel like just reaching out and smacking people in the head or hanging up on them. Telling them to F off, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is the biggest difference between you now, Lars, your consciousness now, Lars, and what year was that? 2014, 2015? Yeah, 2014 when I started. Yes, I perceived the world totally differently. I interpreted my aims totally in a totally different way. I thought uh, being a messenger would have something to do with uh, being important, having an important role in the world. Being, or it has to do with ego uh, things. I mean, being respected by everybody, being famous, things like that, that were behind my wishes. And now I can say, I have the same wishes, but the ego is not behind it. I can say, messenger of love and light means something totally different for me. It means being in a, living in accordance with spirit. It's a totally different perspective because I can say it doesn't matter if I'm famous. It doesn't matter if I'm totally in the background and doing my prayer works as long as I'm in accordance with spirit. I mean, this is really what I'm aspiring to do. And this is a totally different perspective. From this perspective, I have achieved everything from this perspective. With the ego, not. But by the spirit, yes, everything. And that's why I can say there's really no limitation when you come from spirit. There's only limitation when you try to interpret your wishes from the perspective of the ego because you say, okay, you haven't achieved it. You haven't got what it takes because you're so small because the ego wants you to think that way. But when you come from spirit, you can say, okay, I found my place. I live in accordance to spirit and everything is falling into place if I have trust and willingness. And if I'm still struggling with some issues it doesn't matter because spirit will show me the way one year or two years later if it's important this is really a wonderful realization yes yes it is thank you for sharing it yeah. have you had any demonstrations lately anything happening in your 
family and your work? Yeah, it's, it's a really strange situation. I mean, on the one hand, my wife is struggling with job issues. Uh, and yeah, she has lost her job again. But I, I it's, it's difficult to explain. I have a t totally different perspective when she is uh, full of anger and when she's depressed. I, I feel my connection to spirit in this situation. And I'm not trying to react uh, for my ego. I'm trying to ask spirit what to do and praying for her and just being calm, being inside of me and really remaining with her and listening to her is a totally different perspective when I come from spirit and praying for the highest and best. I mean, and also in my school place, I found out it's amazing uh, how the opinions of my colleagues have been shifting for the last years. I talked, some weeks ago, I talked to a colleague who had a totally different perspective some years ago, who thought students should be hardworking and things like that. And now she's absolutely free. And I found out that it has to do also with my perspective, with my spiritual work, because it is shifting their perspective too. I mean, it's really amazing to see it. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've been discovering so many new things. I've worked with breathing techniques, staying in my heart and all these things. And I feel really the more I do, I'm doing it, the more I'm getting new insights. And I'm really seeing that we are all so connected with each other. And I remember what Venerable is always talking about, this illusion of them and us. This is always coming to my mind. There is no Zen and us. And this is really our awakening. And I feel it in this group so much, I must say. All, all in the mastery circles, in my prayer partner, of course, every, in every situation, I can feel this oneness now. It's really wonderful to really become aware of this, that ascension is possible for us all. Yes. Yes, and the people that challenge us the most are helping us the most. Yeah. Yeah, powerful. That is such a beautiful realization uh, about your colleagues. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that's it. One person in a group can really hold the light for everyone. Mm. And everyone can come up, up, up. It's so beautiful. Mm. I had a feeling something was happening there. Thank you for sharing that with us. Mm. All right. Who else had some insights here? All right. Go ahead, Diane. Um, well, I just want to say thank you for sharing that story um, or that experience, rather, Jennifer about um, starting your ministry because it was really helpful for me because my belief is that it takes hard work and dedication to become enlightened. And, um, and then I asked myself, oh, do I have what it takes to do that hard work? Um, you know, go to like a whole bunch of Vipassanas and just like do all of this work in order to achieve it. And then I feel like, oh no, I'm way too tired to do all that work. So I sort of defeat myself. But I really, I was kind of seeing that the last couple of weeks, how I, I realize I'm kind of focused on the hard work part. And that's been my belief throughout my life. I applied the, those same beliefs to my professional work. And now I see I'm doing the same thing with enlightenment. It's like, oh, I got to get to work. You know, I got to do more. Um, and Lawrence, thankfully, um, pointed out in our group that same Karen, that we are already enlightened, that um, it's these obstacles that stand in the way. So that was all really helpful. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. See how, how wonderful it is to how we help each other. You know, and I'll say this. I, I remember reading in the uh, work of Alice Bailey, um, 
who was, uh, I guess you could call her a channel for the Ascended Master, Dwal Kool, who also was one of the um, masters around um, Madame Blavatsky. There's a beautiful Tibetan, he was often referred to as the Tibetan or one of the Tibetans and um, beautiful, beautiful ascended master who works with the uh, illumination ray. And um, that in this book uh, that was Dwal Cool through Alice Bailey, um, in there saying that working on ascension with a group it, what happens is that you will have some people, uh, you know, who are, uh, let's say, higher vibration, some people who are lower vibration, but the group energy, it, it magnifies the work of everyone in the group. And that even the people in the group who seem to be challenging at times to the whole group even, uh, will actually bring benefit to the whole group. And you may have heard me tell that story uh, that I think is just a wonderful story that feels related to here and now, um, that uh, Michael Beckwith, uh, he told this story um, in class one time about he was teaching ministerial classes and there was a ministerial student who was always pushing people's buttons constantly week after week and one week that student was gone and uh, so they the other students took advantage of that opportunity to say to him Reverend Michael can you please talk to that guy he is uh, so disruptive and so argumentative please can you talk with him and get him to stop all that and what Reverend Michael said was here's what I see from my perspective he is very committed to pushing your buttons he's very committed to creating a disruption and you're not very committed to being loving so why don't you commit to loving him just as he is and see how it affects him uh, essentially and so the next week he came in and started trying to push everybody's buttons and and start fights and arguments and controversy and nobody would have anything of it they just were loving and kind and compassionate with him nobody was getting irked or irritated with him and nobody was rolling their eyes or huffing or puffing or giving any indication that they were bothered by him. And he couldn't handle it. He ran out of the room. And then later he came back and he started crying. He said, I've never felt so loved in my whole life. You people are amazing. You really love me. And that was a breakthrough for him. And then he didn't need to do that anymore. And so sometimes in class, you know, it, it, uh, we don't know what anything is for. And um, sometimes uh, there's just a synergy that is just beyond our own thought about things, right? So if we have a thought like, oh, just whatever, any kind of a criticism or a complaint about anything, just beyond that is the miracle. Just beyond that is the miracle. And if we can just begin to really recognize that every complaint, every criticism, every sense of, oh, I'm not enough, that if we can make an offering of that every time it comes up, no matter whether it's directed out or in, just beyond those thoughts and the willingness to entertain them is the willingness to wake up, to have a healing, to have a transformation. And so that was one of the keys to my own transformation was I started to see every challenge that came along as this is helping me. This is helping me. 
even this, I, I feel a desire to just have a, you know, get, get in, just have half a bottle of wine and just tune out and watch television. I'm going to surrender this. I'm going to just keep surrendering and surrendering and surrendering everything, 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 and mm. not label anything as bad anymore. And of course I failed every day, but I was able to be more and more successful and I still am more and more successful though. I'm not a hundred percent. So yes, as, as Karen was saying that we are already awake. That is our true identity. That is our natural state. And, um, did I ever tell you the story of Mark Anthony Lord? Some of you, some of you remember Mark Anthony Lord. He helped us start the Sacred Circle program, the Mastery Circle program. So, and he wrote about this in one of his books. That, but he, I remember him telling me this story. That, and some of you may have heard me tell it because I have to, told it once in a while. Um. When he was in college, he was feeling suicidal. It's just too hard, too hard, too hard. And he, uh, Mark Anthony's, um, uh, a 12 step program person, which he freely talks about. And he's also a gay man. And, um, and he grew up in a very, very difficult family situation. And, really struggled to love himself and um, he said that in the, he remembers sitting in his dorm room and feeling like he just wanted to give up commit suicide give up get out just make it all stop and he was sitting in his dorm room when his 40 year old self appeared to him in the chair opposite him and his 40 year old self said to him it's don't don't give up i'm telling you it's going to get so good it's going to be unbelievable how good it gets just hang in there it will get really really good i'm telling you you're going to love it don't give up and then when he was his 40 year old self, he was meditating one day. And in that meditation, all of a sudden he was transported into his dorm room with his former self. And he was telling his former self that. And that was such a helpful thing for him because he realized that the eternal nature and the, the time is not a real construct, it is a false construct. And that we are omnipresent, not time-bound beings. And so his 40-year-old self, you could say, is not an ascended master, but concurrently, his ascended master self exists with the projection of his 40-year-old self and his 20-year-old self, you see? I remember one of the first conversations I had with Venerable, I said to her, so how does it work, Venerable? What it feels like to me is the past, the present, and the future are, or the past and the future are like on a DVD that's playing all the time and concurrently with the now moment. Is that how it is? And she said, yes, that's how it is. It's all simultaneous. It all exists now. And so that being the case, let us align with the now that is where we are ascended masters. Because we're already there in the now. So this is having the courage to connect with our ascended master self. We're not separate. We're not separate, but it seems that way. Just like 
it seems when we look in the mirror that there are two, but there's only one. But when we look in the mirror, it seems like there are two and they are separated. I never said that before, but it feels really helpful right now to try to grok, as they say, um, what the heck I'm talking about. So for me, even when I had that conversation with Venerable, it still felt a bit beyond my comprehension, like past and future playing on a DVD concurrent with what I'm watching right now. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, in this ego experience, can we wrap our mind fully around it? We can, but will we? And do we need to in order to awaken? How many of you have read the surrender experiment? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we're going to read that first thing next year. Don't have to, but, or you could just listen to it like I've been doing. It's so good. Though I would like to coach him on how to read a book aloud on tape. <laughs> There's a lot of people that read their own works that don't quite have great talent for it um but it's a beautiful story and it's it's well told karen okay am i unmuted you are okay so yesterday when rand and i were having our prayer call he was talking about that book and he's going to send me the link for it and so on uh I had this wonderful insight. There are two things I want to share. One was when he was talking about surrender. All I kept doing was having the visual image of somebody holding a white flag saying, I surrender, I surrender, I give up. And it meant defeat to me. And every time I read A Course in Miracles, there's some word in The Course in Miracles that will come up that I will have to release some prior definition that I have for that word so that I can open myself to accept a new definition. And so that was just a fun awareness yesterday. You know, the, I see it as defeat, belly up. And what came to me instead was that surrender means I am so happy to give these ego thoughts to you, higher spirits. <laughs> you take care of it. It's like giving something away that I don't want anymore, which is ego thinking. And so it really made the idea of surrender like, yes, you take this. <laughs> I don't want this. The second thing I want to say is on Tuesday, my daughter, Jen, with whom I have a perfectly normal adult-adult relationship with now, uh, invited me to go to a luncheon with her in New York City, where she was going to be honored as part of a group of people. And uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton was there, and he was one of the speakers. And he was so terrific. And, you know, it's always interesting to me when people prepare long speeches, and you walk away and you remember two things. You know, but those two things really stick with you. And what he said, which I just loved, he said, the two most important times in our life are, and I was like, okay, what are they? What are the two most important times? He said, when you are born and when you recognize what your purpose is. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? I've just seen little Justine born from Angela. Mm -hmm. And her purpose already is just to be this model of pure love. The Course tells us that in the course of this human journey, we forget who we are and what our purpose is. But here we all are, remembering what our purpose is and enjoying it. And the purpose is just so simple. And once you get it, then you're like, then for me, it's like, oh, okay. I have just one purpose. It really doesn't matter, this list of to-dos that I think I have to get done today. I just have one purpose, and that's to be loving and to forgive. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's it. That was such a powerful realization for me, too, Karen. 
because when I first started counseling, people would say, come to me all the time and say, I just want to know what my purpose is. I just want to know, you know, I, I know it's not this job and I'm making, you know, so much money. I can't quit this job, but I'm not happy in this job. And I just want to do my purpose. And I would say to people, you don't have to quit your job. Just be as loving as you can be. That is your purpose. Loving without attachment. That's everybody's purpose. We have the same purpose because we are one. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you, Karen. Have you seen Justine and Angela lately? Yes, we took a walk this week. It was so fun. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, it is beautiful to be a witness to Angela's applying everything that we're learning to her particular journey as a new mother. Each one of us has our own journey. You all know what your journey is, Linda, and Robin knows her journey, and Elena. Everybody knows their journey. And it's really fun to see us apply and support each other, these principles to our journeys, knowing that nobody else, I can't do Ram's job, he can't do mine. And I can't walk in Lawrence's shoes, but what we can do is join together and support each other, bringing our perfect, holy, healed, abundant, joyful selves to every experience we have and to make every encounter a holy encounter yes so she's doing that it's so fun so fun to watch uh, yes yeah 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 they, we've got all these wonderful master babies coming in all these great <laughs> minds and great souls and and uh, they're having these wonderful parents to nurture them to to be their most loving selves. Yeah. All right. Well, it's about time. So any, any final thoughts for anyone that they'd like to share before we close out? Anybody else like to add anything? Robin. Let's see. Um, if, if my name comes to mind uh, in the next 24 hours, just pause and hold me in the light as I move forward. I've had such an exquisite, uh, from the beginning of the October intensive, uh, there's just been a massive um, spiritual stuff going on and just the last knowing that I desired, I received a, a week or two ago. And so tomorrow, I'm hoping that there will be a way, but not a way, yes, for me to take that step to reach out. And I just ask for prayer requests. Yes. And that I hold that in the highest and best, with no attachment, uh, with blessings and miracles and oneness uh, and um, the truth of, you know, who we all are. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Robin, remind us what your daughter's name is. Jill. Yeah. Well, that's the name I gave her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So we take this breath of love and gratitude together. We are so grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of love more fully than ever before. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we are allowing ourselves to recognize our ascended master state, our natural expanded awareness. 
so grateful and so thankful to join together in the love as the love grateful and thankful to bless robin and jill and their families and to know that spirit as is at work there for the perfect unfoldment the highest divine grace experienced by all we know that everything is in divine and perfect order so we relax and allow it to reveal itself and to unfold with its perfection intact also blessing Alison Ponsetti right where she is and her mother's her mother makes her transition we are grateful and thankful to bless them and hold them in the light and to know that all is well for both of them that eternal life eternal love is ours and we are grateful to affirm it to recognize it and to give thanks for it we are grateful and thankful to call forth ease and grace in all movements also saying a blessing for venerable Dahani Oahu as she recovers from her hip replacement surgery knowing that there is a perfect healing that is taking place knowing that there is perfect wholeness being revealed so grateful and so thankful to consciously attune with the love of god so grateful to know that all are lifted in the light we're tuning into the christ light within and allowing the christ to be our guide so grateful and thankful to accept it fully now and forever we share the benefits with everyone in gratitude we let it be and so it is amen 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 yes yes if any of you have been prayer partners with allison uh she reached out yesterday that her mom was making her transition and i know she'd love to hear from everyone to know that she's held in prayer so please if you know allison reach out to her and have a great christmas if you're celebrating christmas and we'll see you the saturday after Mwah. Bye for now. Fill out your survey. Thank you.